Leader of kefir to the table. Kev. You know what's amazing? I purchased this earlier this week, knowing how excited I was going to be to have it while we recorded. Oh my today god! I literally Friday. bought this yesterday. Saving it. I bought this yesterday. This is my second bottle for the same reason. So I already had one yesterday. <laughs> so funny because I was thinking about it, talking about it all week. <laughs> Prepared for good digestion. How's your gut flora? Mine? Fantastic. <laughs> Actually, but I, I love it, yeah. You know, after the trip, a little bit of issue, but um, I'm fine now. It's true, I don't know. It's flights. Mm -hmm. It's actually not even the food, it's the flight. Flying always messes with my, my gut flora. Not my gut flora, my gut situation, whatever's happening in there. The whole deal. Muscles, the whole thing. Whatever, yeah, so, whatever's happening. So I had a uh, hair-raising, pants-shitting experience yesterday. Whoa, okay, all right. You are recording, right? I am absolutely recording. Let me look at the numbers go up just for sure. We are recording. Okay. Gosh. Okay, so this is episode... This is season episode six, episode... Eight. Ten? Eight. Oh. Episode eight, uh, number 73. Eight. I only know that because I just went over the numbers, but... Yeah. Here we are. Okay, so yesterday I went to go uh, run a couple of errands during... Uh, the lunch hour, as one is wont to do. This is a, a typical thing. And I, I said to my colleagues, hey, I have to go do stupid things for a second. I will be right back. But I was thinking about stopping for tacos. Okay. Would anybody like anything? And so in typical awesome fashion, a couple folks were like, I would love a burrito or whatever, right? So I write it down. And then another one of my colleagues says hey since you're gonna be doing all that stuff why don't i just come with you and i was like great i would love the company i'm only doing a couple of random things i'm just gonna be right back anyway right so we go we get to the taco truck okay 
We get to the taco truck and there is a line. Not a problem. Okay. We stand in line. There is a woman standing right in front of me in line. And as I'm like blah blah blahing with my coworker about whatever dumb things we were talking about at that moment, the woman gets to the front of the line. We're directly behind her. She says to the person in front of like at the at the counter, Hey, can I have a glass of water? And then she faints. She proceeds to faint. But when I say faint, I really, like, faint makes it sound like she wobbled to the ground or something. She, like, hit the deck? No, this woman passed out. She, like, hit. Damn. And, like, I mean, we're on the ground. Like, we're on, like, solid ground. And so, like, I heard her head hit and so like i my adrenaline immediately like shot up incredibly yeah and thankfully the colleague that i work with is also that kind of person who uh intervenes Mm. keeps a clear level head Mm -hmm. right so both of us look at each other i step forward he runs to the back to like alert the the like uh the the employees, employees. Of the place that we're actually here like we may need to like call 911 I'm not, yeah. not totally sure she gets up and she's like i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine and i was saying girl you are most definitely not fine yeah. you need to sit down like so here's the crazy part when we had pulled up to the taco truck uh we had pulled up to and, and this is a world renowned local taco truck chile toriado yes. james beard winner I, oh yes, really wow very is... po- yeah they just got a james beard award this year well they're the number one yeah i agree number one they are they are the best that was so, um uh, i tried that place even before i moved to town the, my first yeah. uh my, my visit like a year before i moved in i went there i was like whoa this it's is so crazy perfect. i never forgot it yeah so you will be shocked to discover that in the parking lot across the street from like in the mini mall that's across the street from the world's most beloved taco truck yes corporate america has opened a chipotle no really that was well okay yeah now this has obviously not impacted the fine folks at chile toriato in the first place a different category of food they're they're (laughs) winning awards and lines out again line there was a line when we got there it was like one o'clock right so um when my colleague and i had pulled up to the parking area we had pulled up and you know who else had pulled up at that exact same moment why that is correct those brave firefighters of the santa fe fire department and emt response had just pulled up to the chipotle which was like just like right there okay so lunch or something yeah, and so my colleague and I look at each other, and we looked at the firemen and said, well, maybe we just go to Chipotle instead. Ha ha, LOL, that obviously was not what we yeah. were going to do, yeah. right? But if it hadn't been for that, like, split-second horny interaction, we probably would not have noticed that the EMTs and fire department was right there the whole time. Right. So that's true. Fast forward like a minute later when we're in line and this woman passes out. Yeah. My colleague and I rush to help her and there's like it's just like there's this crowd of people just standing there with like the Pikachu face, like yeah that's what i like yeah. frozen and i i'm not upset at them it's like they probably had 
terrified had no clue what to do like average human does not know what to do in that situation let's yeah. be real no not unless you work at like a sports and, arena uh, or something. yeah right so my colleague used to work in the medical profession. I was a teacher who has taken many CPR classes, admittedly not in a long time now. Yeah. Like, I think the last time I took a CPR class was like maybe 10 years ago. So that's a long time. Yeah. I would not feel comfortable doing CPR now because I haven't like re-upped my training in some time. I'd be like, wait, what song am I supposed to sing right now? Stay, and which rib forever. am I not supposed yeah. to break? For when everyone alive, it's staying alive. Everyone home, it's staying alive is the song. Um, but yeah, the only reason I know that is because I live with a nurse. So, <laughs> yeah. So one of her homies like runs over to us and still like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I say to her <coughs> homie, like, she is not fine. Like I heard her head hit the ground. <laughs> and I said to her homie, I'm like, fire department just got here they're right across the street they're at the chipotle they have nothing to do with this but i <coughs> go get them i like how it's actually kind of funny how the brain works in that like well i'll pause right there for a second it's funny how the brain works where you're the the way your memory worked you were like involved in this and this clearly caught your attention but then your brain still had like the horniness spike like in the past and you're you're looking back at the paperwork in your brain you're like oh shit wait there was a solution here like and it made the connection <laughs> helpers not just horny yeah sorry yes they're you know i mean qualification but, you know, that was the initial impetus they helpers like, are helpers they... are sexy so the initial statement wasn't oh gosh i'm glad they're right here in case something happens yes i'm glad that they're here so they can help me out later isn't yeah exactly <laughs> i wish i were the one who had passed out well yeah that's what you're just like am i this is you're thinking the the horny fireman no excuse me the sexy fireman go by and you're thinking to myself can i pass out right now and then moments later no moments no, later no, no. Oh my god, but it was so harrowing. No, it really I can Kathy, how so how was the person? How how did it work out? Um, they were fine. Oh. I mean, I guess I guess I say they were fine. I mean, they kept insisting they were fine. Um I honestly would not be playing it off. Um I, I want to go to the hospital, I think. Yeah, I I absolutely would. Especially and, if it hit um, my head. She was Yeah, I mean, cuz that's like it doesn't really matter i think why the person passed out like maybe they were just lightheaded and they stood up too quickly or they didn't get enough water today it still doesn't change the fact that you just smacked your head on the ground right yeah. like and for myself as like a healthy adult yeah um i feel like i'm not of an age where i should just have sp fainting spells just because i'm getting a little older or no. something and like my blood pressure isn't the same or something no. i feel like she she appeared to be another again invisible disabilities and all that but she appeared to be otherwise healthy young um not like uh you know maybe 30 i would say Oh, wow. Wow, that's younger in my head out. than I pictured the person. I pictured them being 50 or yeah. something. Yeah, wow. Yeah, no, I would have been like, I would have immediately turned to my coworkers, like, we need to go to the ER right now. Yeah. Right. And to my, to, I mean, we even had this like kind of conversation afterwards as we like, so her homie went to go get, um, 
the the like paramedics the paramedics kind of came over and they must have just like shined a flashlight in her eye and you know uh, the other reality is if someone doesn't really want medical attention and they insist that they're fine uh, medical professionals can't really do anything they do need consent from their patients in order to do anything with them and i've actually learned this the hard way a few different times whenever I should have said yes when someone asked me if I needed to go to the hospital after I hit that FedEx truck, but I uh -huh. did not. <laughs> I should have said yes, though. But, you know, like, but again, I get it, right? Like, because mm -hmm. some people don't have insurance, I didn't right? Have it's in, like I didn't have insurance. That's exactly right, right? Like, that. this is what's happened in, in the United States. They're literally, like, the only window in my life where I didn't have health insurance is when that happened. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it sucked. It was bad. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you. You know, but but still, I would be like, mm -hmm. no, I guess I'm dipping on that fucking hospital bill. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I don't know. I I should have. Who knows? Oh, I don't no, know. I, I don't know. I guess Kathy I was Kathy with a K. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, no, I was just gonna. <coughs> I would have just said your last name by accident because I couldn't think of anything too. Where'd I go? Here I am. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Weird. I don't know what happened. I just locked the screen by accident. Um, anyway, like it's. Yes. I, I guess that's like the point of the story, right? It sucks that people feel like one that they can't ask or receive help. That was also like a whole thing because I'm like, well, I'm not a doctor yeah. and I'm not a cop. I'm just going, hey, can I get you some water? <laughs> and it was still like, no, 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 I don't want to be a bother type of a thing. And I just, I, again, I. I don't know, but it just uh, take care of your health, people. It's yes. very important. Yeah, and stay hydrated, which is very difficult in Santa Fe. I understand that. I know that. Mm -hmm. But uh, but you gotta have one of those. If you have a Kavita probiotic refresher sparkling drink, mm -hmm. in my particular favorite flavor, mm -hmm. the lime mint coconut mojita. Yes. Non-alcoholic, I should be very clear to our sober friends and comrades. Ah, yes. Uh, this is merely a water kefir culture. Ah, yes. Non-dairy. That's but, right. you know. I am having a kefir cultured low-fat milk, which is 1% uh, milk fat. My favorite is blueberry. Uh, this is the Lifeway uh, style, which is actually kind of the company that started up the whole probiotic um beverage thing i think in the 80s at the risk of sounding like one of those weird like keto influencers i'm gonna say this i think if you protect your gut flora protect your head yes protect your heart yes you'll always be able to jump in at a minute's notice and be the upstander that you have always wanted yourself to be i'm saying yeah, that to hey. myself i'm <laughs> saying right. that to you i'm that's saying right. that to our audience that's right like the clarity and presence of mind to know, to need to act, yeah. and to intervene in some way. In some way, doesn't mean like you're responsible for her health. It just means you go, hey, are you maybe you should take a seat. No, okay, all right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll speak. But you tried. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Kathy. I'm proud of you for being the upstander once again, and uh, doing the right thing, even though you're going to be like, haha, I've done nothing. But I understand. Yeah, no, literally did nothing, know. you know, but you're, but I guess that's, that's kind of what I was struggling with, Brian. Like, I don't feel like I did much of anything at all, but the people around us did even less. 
Yeah. And there you go. That's your example. That's the. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Yes. Yes. What did so? Tell me. Tell me about the people around you. How did they react? I know you've given me a brief overview. Did anyone just stand there and kind of like look at their phone, or was like? No, I think was everyone, everyone shocked. Just, like, like it felt, yeah, it felt okay. like time stood still, and okay. I was the only, I, like, and it felt like I was the only. You like one reached in through the, the frozen time. Passed out. Yeah. The frozen time you reached through everyone else to stand there, like ah. Oh! <laughs> wow. Well, because like, like she was literally in front of me. So if I had been, like, if we had been at the grocery store, let's say. We were outside at a taco truck, so people right. are kind of like people who have already ordered are standing about, right? Like people are milling with their coworkers while so and so is on the, you know, like it's 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 the environment of it of a busy afternoon, yeah. right? At yeah. a popular location, yeah. So some people are paying attention, some people are on their phone, some people are talking to their colleagues, you know. But because she's literally right in front of me, I feel, again, if I had been just slightly closer to her, I probably would have been able to reach out and grab her. Oh, yeah. Which was odd. You know, like, I, she probably would have fallen into me if I wow. had been even just a little closer. That's actually closer than I imagined in my head, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it was, she was just, like, far enough away that if I had tried to embrace her, she wouldn't have been <laughs> in my realm. Well. You know, like, it just wouldn't have worked. Uh, my arms aren't that big, you know, but like, she, but you know, like a respectful distance the way one can do outside, yeah. I guess. You know what I mean? You can't do that, like, at like, yeah, taco know, truck is other spots. Yeah, you've yeah. got space, Let... there's area, you can hmm. give each other their personal space, you know? Well, and um, uh, yeah. That's a. That's so an, I think didn't expect as, that story. As being the being the closest person to her, I think therefore, I also was the one who was most able to act in that immediate. But it's true that there were a lot of people around who, once this happened and she went down, they looked, they saw that I was doing something, and then they still were like, mouth agape, like, "What is happening?" Uh, I think that it's just a general state of confusion, but the, you could really see the freeze mode really activate around everybody. Yeah. How long Which did that last? Scary, Brian, that last for like a few seconds where people were kind of like, ah, I'm just like paralyzed. I would say maybe three seconds. Wow. Like that's one Mississippi, a... two Mississippi, but it feels like a yeah, long time. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's why I kind of, it's why a I long asked. time. Yeah. Um, People just, yeah, what a weird thing in the brain where we, like, all collectively are, like, waiting for everyone to make the first move. Well, that might even be the second stage. The first stage is just reaction going, like, ah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, it's really But it does tell me something about, like, what does that mean for my chances if what I had been encountering wasn't a woman passing out, but let's say a car losing control in the parking lot. Oh, right. And people had to jump out of the way. Or, or yeah, or a crazy shooter. Yeah, right? right. Like, uh, yeah. I, like, because I, you know, I, I don't know what the risk is or where it's coming from at any moment. I'm just there trying to order tacos. Yeah. And it could just, just be like everyone else. Yeah. Hmm. I just think about like the, yeah, 
what that moment is like. Well, I guess you got to witness that moment recently, so. That's just so weird. But, it, but you know, I think, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, like I said, I want to clarify, I'm not being hard on on my neighbors, <laughs> on the folks who are surrounding me. I'm not trying to be like, wimps, why didn't they do anything? <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's also very important for people who have no business intervening to stay the fuck away from a situation. Get the fuck away. Yes. I'm really grateful that nobody like whipped out their phone and started recording, for example. Yes. Like, oh, it's gonna go up on World Star or something. Yes. You know? That was that is yeah. So at but, least maybe we can bet on the people for in Santa Fe for not doing that. At least in that time. At least maybe next time. No, I mean, as the future, as the world progresses, it is only going to become more and more likely regardless of anything. And and because of anything, people will be more likely to just whip out a phone and record something that they see like that as time goes on. Because I'm pretty pretty sure that, well, maybe I want to do more research on that. I was a whole thing I was thinking of this week is kind of like what the future of people doing things online is. Um. And I think that, well, it'll kind of segue into the next thing I, I bet what like kind of what I've been up to, in the last couple of days, which is messing with this new AI thing. But um. well, I do think that like um, I I do think that alienation, loneliness, and disenchantment with society are at an all time high. Yes, yeah, that's kind of where I'm getting at. Yeah. I, I also believe that the erosion of the public space is at an all-time high. Uh, I lament that teens can't go to the mall the way you and I yeah. could once upon a time yeah. go to the mall, right? It's gone. That's, that's it's not even a uh, thing. Route yeah. 66, it's gone. It's done. It, it's, it's, it's not even... You can't even see... Uh, you can't do the shit on Route 66 now that you could do even 20 years ago. I think like all of those rest stops and diners, they're all they're all gone. They're all replaced by Starbucks, and they're all yeah. those hotels. Those are all th- those are all Airbnbs. There are no cute. There's like two cute wigwam type of like weird, you Di- know, fucked dinosaur up dinosaur hotel. Or, yeah, yeah, like yeah, like, but like that's it. And all I'm saying is, is that like th- this idea that like um, people can afford vacations or that they can have public spaces, that they can go like they can afford to take their kids to Disneyland, they can afford to have their kids in- enrolled in after school activities, and neighborhoods are safe enough, parents have enough time to. Uh, take them drop them off for that matter kids can walk there they can bike there right like like we're 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 imagining this fucking leave it to beaver reality that it's just what the fuck are we talking about all of it top to bottom right so as people feel lonelier and lonelier because people now don't even have like uh right people aren't getting married they're not having kids that's 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 contributing to this concept of loneliness because now you don't even have a nuclear family so 
Yes. Yeah, they're gonna have a fucking AI. They're gonna. It's gonna be like The Sims, but way more. Right? It's gonna be like yeah. way more fucked up. I felt it last. Because it's gonna summer. go from like Sims playing to like the simulacrum of like escapism. Oh, it, it's 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 pure escapism too. I was messing with it a little bit last night, specifically, and, and we'll do it here in a little while. But the the voice, <clears throat> the new voice component of it is particularly terrifying. In, in its effectiveness it's not it's very okay. very very effective and i know that it'll be even in its current state very uh enrapturing to a lot of people and it's okay. you know basically kind of just a preview of what the technology is to come at this point but it is unbelievable they have tuned there is ways that you could tune the ai before to be conversational we kind of mess with that a little bit maybe once or twice mm-hmm. in the podcast to just make the words that come out sound more like words that come to someone's mouth instead of paper you would read. Mm-hmm. And, but they've set their own engineers to it and um, it's startling. It's, it's, it's unbelievable in a way that less than a year ago, the software came out and it's already at a point where you can be conversational yep. in a way with it. I'm trying to be conversational with, in it, with it in a way where it gets confused and it doesn't get confused i can like half give it a thought and it will already kind of like and if it like doesn't catch everything i say it'll still know like what i was getting at oh here i'm gonna show you something that blew my mind because what you're describing right it's like you know, you've got these subscriptions to like these AI thingies and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, I'm right? gonna drop and them I'm, all too I'm... now because I only mm-hmm. OpenAI now has like all the tech like in house. They're basically like Jesus. eliminating all their competition by just like setting up shop inside their own thing. It's crazy. So I realized um, recently that uh, because I I was trying to go to my local paper, mm-hmm. and uh, there it is. And instead of reading it, I said, well, it appears that my, uh, that the newspaper has now allowed, it has like one of those AI read, AI voice reads the article thingies embedded in it now. Interesting. And I played it. And in the room was also this older gentleman, one of, again, another colleague, it's like older and knows about, knows zippo except for about ai except for what they've heard on like the news or the radio right whatever okay. maybe articles here and there have maybe popped out right but like this guy barely uses like an email account okay <laughs> so, all right when we pressed play and listened to it he said i don't like that ai stuff i said and he said you can tell it's still not a real person and he said, but that's only a matter of time. He's like, and I don't like that. And that was the entire analysis. I, I'm going to play the voice that okay. I'm going to see. Do you know, it's also a relevant bit of news. I was messing with it last night. I swear to God, Kathy, I swear my, my observation at the time was that it got better from the time I started talking to it by the time I was finished talking to it. It scared me because I was like, I think it got better in like two hours. Like... It's scary. It's terrifying. Anyway, let's go ahead and 
special prosecutors handling criminal cases tied to the 2021 fatal shooting on the Rust film set will let a grand jury decide whether there is probable cause to again charge star and producer Alec Baldwin. After extensive investigation over the past several months, additional facts have come to light that we believe show Mr. Baldwin has criminal culpability in the death of Heine Hutchins and the shooting of Joel Souza. Special prosecutors Kerry Morrissey and Jason Lewis said in a statement Tuesday, we believe the appropriate course of action is to permit a panel of New Mexico citizens to determine from here whether Mr. Baldwin should be held over for criminal trial. Morrissey and Lewis intend to present the case to a grand jury within the next two months, the statement said. Baldwin's New York-based attorneys, Luke Nikas and Alex Spiro, said in a statement Tuesday, it is unfortunate that a terrible tragedy has been turned into this misguided prosecution. We will answer any charges in court. I'm sure you will. Hutchins was killed and Sousa was injured by a bullet discharged from a revolver Baldwin was holding during a rehearsal at a movie. Eh, it goes on. Yeah, we, but that's about we've it. We've covered that extensively on this program. Um, <coughs> I promise I didn't see any of your schedule, Kathy. That doesn't matter. <laughs> um, All you'll see. Oh, you know what you will see? That's a very important appointment I must keep today. So, Tyler's birthday, I got us a private tub for 10,000 waves. Hell yeah. The local Which one did you pick? And Which one did you pick? Oh, no, I, I went for the random. I oh, just okay. said whatever's available that gives, that gives for you the nicest. I think it gives you the nicest one available, yeah. I think it really does. Um, and then uh, uh, for the dog's birthday, which is at the end, end of the month, I've booked the dog a spa day. That's right. Yes. At <laughs> Pet Store, Critters and Me, where they have a self-serve dog wash area. So you book in a, a basically a private tub. Wow. And you can go in and wash your own dog. And this is like the greatest thing. Because I... like I hate. I hate taking my dog to the groomer because then it's like I don't want to have to worry about his attitude while they're getting their nails clipped like yeah. they're not gonna bip at me or anything i'm just be like sit down and i'm looking <laughs> <laughs> yeah no and it'll be over before we know it and it's done it's easy so i booked i booked a private dog wash for us at the end of the day yes. it's at 4 30 and Amazing. i'm so excited that's incredible yeah, so yes that'll be great so again shameless plug they have so they have the like they have these like tubs these like stainless steel tubs and they have all of the things that you need for the dog they have all the towels the blow dryers the shampoos the things all you do is bring your filthy creature in and that's it like, <laughs> you just all you need to provide is the the dirty dog My favorite pet I'm so excited. My favorite pet store in town that just has a, another great name is uh, uh, Wild Birds Unlimited because it's just like it sounds like an exotic Dude. pet, like like a like a poacher store or something. Like they have illegal um, animals. It is. It is where I buy my bird seed. Okay. Yeah, I've never I mean, been inside. It's right next to the, like the, oh my all God. the stuff there on that strip. But. Brian, we have we have to have a very serious discussion. Okay, first of all, the owners and proprietors of Wild Birds Unlimited <laughs> are the friendliest, most knowledgeable okay. birders you have ever. Wow. If you have a bird question, wow. if you are trying to attract a certain type of bird to your yard, you can go in and they have 
like, I don't know, 12 types of in-house seed mixes. Whoa, okay. Oh, in my head, can... I kind of imagined that's what it would be, but I can't believe that's actually what it is. <laughs> I purchased like a three pound bag of in-house yeah. mixed bird seed. Yes. made for the birds in our area, I guess. That's incredible. So and I have a little bird feeder and when I went in and I was like hi I'm a dipshit bird novice I'm not trying to attract anything except like cute things and things that sing and stuff yeah wow <laughs> and they were like here take this I was like awesome thanks bye wow and they give you whenever you go in a bird of the month list. It's got all the photos of all the birds you can expect to see in that season. Oh so it'll God. say for March through June, you can expect these guys. And then from June through August, you can expect these guys. It's amazing, oh Brian. I'm so glad I brought up Wild Birds Limited. <laughs> and more importantly, final note, yes. they don't do it anymore. I think they stopped doing it, but they used to do the bird column in the Santa Fe, New Mexican, oh. where they would just write a whole article about, hey, it's woodpecker season. Because that's the information I'd like to know. It's like, hey, like where am I going to go to look for the hot, hottest seasonal birds? I guess. So maybe that was an article. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's cool, though. You lay some seed out at strategic locations, and you kind of just chill and wait for birds. That's a fun activity, I think. <laughs> I mean, I have. I feel like I can go into my tweets and find all of my favorite bird column tweets that I have made over the years. If anyone, this is a... if anyone at home has ever wondered. What living in Santa Fe was like. Imagine the thing that... <laughs> everything really does sound very whimsical, doesn't it? Because it is. It's just very strange how, like, there's just a little shop there. They sell... There's two Christmas stores across from each other, and somehow these businesses can continue to exist. I don't know. It's a magical place. Seems to defy reality. Here I am reality. proving to you... <laughs> yes. My love of bird column. Look at this. Yes. So here, I I must read this yes. article to please, you. Please, please. Brian, I remember please. this one. This is perfect. For the birds. This is the name of the column. Ah, yes. For the birds. Okay. Ken Bunkowski. Curve-billed Yeah. Sorry. Curve oh, and it was updated a year later. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah. All right. Curve-billed thrashers are built for desert life. March 13th, 2022, Ken Bunkowski. Coffee in hand, I am enjoying a beautiful Sunday morning in the Galisteo Basin Preserve. In the distance, I hear a sharp tweet call. I know. It will only be a matter of minutes until a favorite visitor will arrive at my backyard feeding station. Which would be creepy if you said in any other context than birds. If you were like, it would sound like a Saw movie otherwise. But <laughs> he doesn't disappoint and flies in to begin foraging on the ground for insects, seeds, and berries. In a few minutes, he is at the feeder enjoying a breakfast of fruit my wife laid out for him. I get my breakfast later. <laughs> this rocks. 
there are strictly adhered to priorities. Nature first. <laughs> what a beautiful bird with large, blurry, round spotting on his upper breast, long tail feathers, orangish eyes, and a distinctive down-curved bill. Yes, it is a curve-billed thrasher. Damn, dude. Curve-billed thrasher. His bill... His bill is a perfectly designed tool for hunting insects in desert canyons and brushlands. He uses his heavy <laughs> curved bill mm-hmm. to dig in soil, to, flip, to huh? flip leaf litter, and turn over small rocks. It's important to look under the rocks. There might be something good in there. When digging in dirt, he braces his tail against the ground while pounding straight down with his bill, oftentimes digging a hole that is two inches in depth. Oh, wow. Damn. So he's got to be pulling up little grubs and things. Okay. The curve billed thrasher's top choice for placement of a nest is in the fork of oh. a choya cacti, Whoa. three to five feet above the ground. Their nests are constructed of twigs, grasses, and leaves lined with horsehair, grass, and rootlets. Two broods per year are raised, sometimes three. Huh. One to five eggs are laid, light greenish-blue with brown marks. Incubation, 14 days, is by both parents during the day and only by the female at night. Oh, okay. Boys night out. <laughs> both was... parents feed the young. That was better than I was going to say. Both parents feed the young, who fledge about 14 days after hatching. You will often find curve-billed thrashers in suburban environments. With a native plant habitat, you may attract a nesting pair and enjoy these remarkable birds who are year-round residents of our state. Oh, attracting. Ken Bunkowski and his son, Matt, are co-owners of Wild Birds Unlimited in Santa Fe and look forward to sharing the joy that birds bring into their lives. And I sincerely hope that uh, they have uh, a large trust fund they're sitting on or something to allow this business to exist forever in perpetuity because it needs to. (laughs) I just don't know how it can exist. It's never made any sense to me unless it's like something else, but God bless them. Because that's an insane business to have, that they're just selling bird seed and giving information about where to find birds. So back in back in 2021, when I was obsessively reading over bird column, as you can see here, a reporter for the Santa Fe New Mexican at that time, who's no longer with them, had reached out and said, please respect the bird column. And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> Will never disrespect. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, oh, Kathy, I am, I am so tickled right now. That is like, we live in the world we create, Brian. That is, that is. It truly, it truly felt like, unless in this moment, in that moment, I was just thinking, you know what? the funniest pet shop that I used to drive past or whatever was called wild birds unlimited. I thought I used to drive past that place so many times. And now I'm just thinking in my head, like, unless they had, how would I have ever known any of this or how would have this not happened? Had I not just brought that up? That's very funny. So 
Brian. Here's yes. what I'm going to encourage Perfect. you to do. Not yes. today. This weekend. Next yes. weekend. Go down. Find a bird store, a pet store, a... A, a an animal store of some kind even a ranch feed store i don't know what's around you mm -hmm. we definitely have ranch and feed shit all around us so. yeah you got horses i, <laughs> I guess that exists in florida you know, horses there's... yeah there's horse farms here yeah somewhere oh a garden store would also have a lot of really good info like a dedicated garden store not like the big box like a real home plant. improvement stores yeah. like a real nursery place They'll have a lot of info about birds and bird feeders, too, because birds are important pollinators mm. and pest control for, for gardeners. So the 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 ecosystem of birds, insects and plants, they're all enmeshed. Anyway, go to your nearest bird store, nursery or animal place and get you a bird feeder. Okay. I'm going to look into that for sure because I also um, recently uh, requested that uh, – well, I've instructed I – have, I have a lot of, like, green bullshit around my house to, to keep up with. Tall trees and stuff like that, very tall bushes, 15 feet tall, so I have to have someone else do that for me. But, like, I recently requested that they stop messing with any of the hibiscus. I'm going to self-prune them now and everything. So, yes. Isn't that funny? Uh, it's gonna be fun. Sorry I was already, I was no, already kind of getting at it, but now I'm gonna like not let them fuck with it because every oh. once in a while they clip them with like those giant mechanical things and it really messes them up. So. Okay, and then that means you're gonna need also all kinds of wonderful, beautiful, stupid garden shit. Oh yeah, and like I liquids, love garden shit. liquids and powders and soils and stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna make these like the nicest. Oh, I'm no. I, oh, yeah. I was thinking more along the lines of like sun catchers and wind chimes yes. and oh, like yeah i know shit that hangs and shit and like decorative water dripper things because no. you have the like glass bulb that you oh yeah into the... no you're right i could be putting plants all around the outside edge yeah okay that's a good Cause, idea because you know because potted see so like as an apartment dweller and although i kill every plant that i ever like encounter mm-hmm I do keep trying, so that's that's what all that matters. Those plants, every one you of know. them is like, you'll get better next time, Kathy. It's okay. Yeah, no, it's true though. See, <laughs> like, I do a lot of pot planting, like beautiful little flowers, but they'll be because I have to be able to take them in and out of the apartment because it like gets cold and like I don't have a real house, you know. And then I, because I don't have like any real responsibilities, like a child or anything. I mean, like, that's how I would live, but my preference. I can do anything I want, right? So yeah. I can leave the house for like three days and be like, yeah, whatever, who cares? Like, what? Yeah. Like, I have to be there, right? If I were a parent, I couldn't do that, but I'm, you know. <laughs> We're just dipshit morons. Living the life, yeah. It's wonderful right now. Consequently, if you do leave the house for three days, you're probably not also the kind of person who is also going to be like, I should arrange for a plant sitter. Because now that, that sounds incredibly crazy. Oh, you're right, though. I hadn't thought about that angle. I do have an automatic sprinkler system, but that's not going to feed into see. any of, yeah, no, any of but these see, that'll help. Yeah, so that's why you get that glass bulb that chunks into the ground because then that's that, that that that'll handle it yeah and there's other ones i used to have a um a cactus that needed very little water but it did need water and so what it there was a 
it, it was a ceramic worm. It was a ceramic worm. And you take the worm. It was like made like brick ceramic, like terracotta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that. You take the worm and you would uh, leave it in water like overnight, basically. Mm. And so all of the water would soak into this little worm. And then you would take the worm and you would like literally put it into the ground where the cactus was. And then you could walk away for like a week or two. And then it was like, wow, got enough water. Yeah. That's really cool. See, if you're like me, stupid. (laughs) (laughs) They've done something to help you. Yeah. So here you go. All I'm saying is that everyone, of course, is stupid in their own kind of particular way. All I'm saying, Brian, is don't give up hope. Yes. I believe in you. Yes, there's a there's an attractive terracotta worm for cactus watering out there for all of us. Yes. <laughs> the punctuation to all my jokes is uh, me culminating and proving that I was listening to you the whole time. That's always <laughs> basically every single time I've ever made a joke. That's kind of what it is. Um, okay. So... Uh, let me see, <laughs> Kathy. If I actually let me, maybe I can pull up the voice version of the AI on the oh, computer. Oh yes, please. I have yes. no idea how to do this yet. Hold on with this, everyone at home. I don't. I don't think I'll have to cut this out because I think that I can. No, we'll be fine. Open we're, up we're the just, website. We're just riffing and razzing. OpenAI.com, and then you click. What log, a world. Log in. Yeah, this is wild. I, if we can do this on a computer, this would be a lot easier, and then we wouldn't have to worry about patching mm-hmm. anything in. And should I imagine? Georgia. George yeah. R. R. Martin recently had a uh, uh, a lecture series with one of our senate states w- w- one of our senators, <laughs> our U.S. Senator, That's very surprising to me. To talk about the dangers of AI technology. Oh, because he thinks that. Oh, Mike, you were just joking about this. <laughs> he really does think that someone's going to write his book before he does. He thinks, well, he thinks his publisher is going to have someone use an AI to write it or something, but that's what will happen, probably. Hey, yeah, that's interesting, because, like, when the Wheel of Time, uh, that guy, Robert Jordan, when he couldn't write anymore, he passed on his stuff to someone else. Not that I read those books, but I know kind of the the proceeding there, and this is what publishers do. If you're an old dude, you've written a million books, and you're, you're... fantasy franchise your publisher is still gonna uh keep making those books at least conclude them mm. after you're gone so he knows that and he probably wants them to not do that and this is his campaign to stop it but yeah so george george R. R. martin joined senator martin heinrich to discuss their concerns about ai and the headline that i see here says a tale of two martins <laughs> I'm sorry. We just had that last week. That was the title of the thing. It was like Martin the Moose. Marty Moose and the guy named Martin whatever made a comment about it. That was the joke. <laughs> a tale of two Martins. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Well, maybe they, Well, maybe this particular news outlet is listening to our podcast and secretly signaling and hoping that we mention them. No, I'm just crazy. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> you never know. You never. I mean, know. Jodie Foster really was telling. What's his name? It's John true. Kingsley. It's so true. I think about that 
every once in a while. It's very weird. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Our tale of two months. Anyway. No, I mean, that's basically it. They all got together and they were like, oh, it's so scary that AI will write the book and I can't. It's like, well, then write the book, George. Maybe if I pull, maybe if I pull the plug, hold on. No skin in the game. Yeah, I I also have like no skin. So here, let me take this off. Yeah, we don't. Neither neither of us. In fact, we have have something to gain. We could potentially use it to jump ahead. Who knows? So here, let me, so now the audience at home is going to be using the microphone to listen to you talk, but also the phone. And then the phone will be able to hear you and me. So it'll be a slight drop in audio quality for a second. But it, it, you'll be totally understandable. And then now we can both talk to our brand new computer friend. So I'm going to hit this button. I'm also going to try to kill all the white noise in the house real quick, too, so that this doesn't sound like shit. But first, Kathy, you can go ahead and talk to it. Please talk to my friend Kathy. <gasps> Oh my gosh, I'm... Hello, my AI friend. How are you doing this afternoon? Hello, Kathy. It's great to meet you. I don't have feelings or emotions, but I'm here and ready to help. How can I assist you today? What a coincidence. I don't have feelings and emotions either. Oh, I see what you did there. Well, in that case, let's have a conversation. What would you like to chat about? Um, what was the last book you liked? I don't have personal preferences or emotions, so I don't like things. However, I'm knowledgeable about many books and can provide information or recommendations based on popular opinions. What genre or topic interests you? Um, I wanted to learn more about space, outer space, like the solar system and the planets and the galaxies and stuff like that. Absolutely, outer space is a fascinating topic. Our solar system is made up of the sun and all the celestial objects gravitationally bound to it, including eight planets, their moons, dwarf planets, and asteroids. The eight planets in order of their distance from the sun are Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. Beyond our solar system, there's the Milky Way galaxy, which is home to billions of stars, including our sun. And beyond the Milky Way, there are billions of other galaxies each with billions or even trillions of stars. Would you like to dive deeper into a specific part of this topic or perhaps learn about recent discoveries or missions? Are there any rings around Uranus? All right, let's delve into Uranus. Wow. Uranus is the seventh planet from the sun and it's quite unique in several ways. One, tilt. One of the most distinctive features of Uranus is its extreme axial tilt. While most planets have a slight tilt, Uranus is tilted at an angle of about 98 degrees. And this means it essentially orbits the sun on its side. Two, <laughs> enough about your mom. Uranus is primarily made up of hydrogen and helium, but it also contains water, ammonia, and methane. 
The presence of methane gives the planet its blue-green color. Three rings, Uranus has a system of thin dark rings. They're not as prominent or as colorful as Saturn's rings, but they're quite interesting in their own right. Four, moons. Uranus has 27 known moons. The largest of these are Titania, Oberon, Ariel, Umbriel, and Miranda. Miranda, in particular, is known for its extremely varied and interesting surface features. Five, temperature. Uranus is one of the coldest planets in our solar system, with temperatures in its upper atmosphere dropping to around minus 223 degrees Celsius. Six, discovery. Uranus was the first planet discovered with a telescope. Sir William Herschel discovered it in 1781. Before that, the other planets were visible to the naked eye and had been known since ancient times. It's a mysterious planet and there's still a lot we don't know about it. It hasn't been explored as extensively as other planets like Jupiter or Saturn. A mission to Uranus could provide insights into this distant icy giant. Anything specific you'd like to know more about or another topic related to space? I would like to know more about number three, Uranus's rings. Of course. Uranus's rings are indeed an interesting feature of the planet. Uranus's rings. Uranus has 13 known rings, and they're quite different from the iconic rings of Saturn. Here are some key points about them. One, discovery. The rings of Uranus were discovered in 1977. Astronomers James L. Elliott, Edward W. Dunham, and Douglas J. Mink made the discovery when they noticed that a star... Oh, I was more wondering, like, what were they made of? after Uranus passed in front of it. What are Uranus's rings made of? <laughs> I apologize for any confusion. When you say answers, are you referring to the information I provided about Uranus's rings? Or is there a specific question or topic you'd like me to address further? Let's keep the What are Uranus's rings made of? It seems like there might have been a bit of a disconnect. Are you asking about what strings are made of? If you're referring to string theory in physics. What are Uranus's rings? What are the rings on the planet Uranus? What are they made of? Got it. Let's dive into the rings of Uranus and their composition. The rings of Uranus are a system of narrow dark bands encircling the planet. Unlike the bright, icy rings of Saturn, Uranus's rings are darker and more muted in appearance. Here's what they're made of and some additional details. One, composition. The rings of Uranus are believed to be composed mainly of larger particles, ranging in size from a few meters. <laughs> Have you realized yet it says both Uranus and Uranus? made of water ice, so funny. mixed with a layer of dark, radiation-altered organic material, which gives them their dark color. Two, Hey, Brian, the rings on Uranus are made up of large particles. Of dark material. from the way they block the light of distant stars. It's sad. It was a surprising discovery because until then, oh. Saturn was known to have rings. Interesting. I would say that it is a very Uranus surprising discovery. <laughs> they have been named after characters. It's because they were made of a dark material and we couldn't see them with a telescope. That's very surprising. Alpha, beta, and Epsilon. 
for epsilon ring. The epsilon ring is the most Actually, I like how it's dark ring. material. They don't know what it is. It's the brightest, yeah. densest, and also the outermost Could ring. Could be the most valuable Five. scientific discovery origin. we'll ever know. While the exact origin of the rings is still a matter of research, one prevalent theory hmm. is that they might have formed from the collision of moons around Uranus. That's typical, I think. I think I have delved into the rings of Uranus long enough. <laughs> Why am I 12 years old, Brian? Why am I still a child? Is there anything else you're curious about or would like to discuss? I'm here to help with any questions or topics you might have in mind. Yes, uh, please tell me about the history of equestrian sports certainly equestrian sports have a long and varied history let's delve into it ancient beginnings equestrian sports can trace their roots back to ancient civilizations the greeks included equestrian events in the olympic games as early as 680 bc these events involved chariot racing and riding competitions. Two, in ancient Rome, chariot racing was one of the most popular sports, drawing huge crowds to the Colosseum. Medieval times, three. During the Middle Ages, the skill of horsemanship became essential for knights. This led to tournaments that included events like jousting. Four, the art of dressage also has its origins mm. in this period, where it was vital for Ooh, war dressage. to yeah. respond quickly to commands during battle. Modern equestrian sports, five. As time progressed, equestrian sports evolved and became more formalized. By the 18th and 19th centuries, fox hunting became popular in England and show jumping events began to emerge. Uh, six, the first modern Olympic games in 1896 aimed to include equestrian sports, but logistical issues delayed their inclusion until 1912. Okay. Today, the Olympics feature three main equestrian Okay, Brian, I have, a, I have a question. Yes. Can you have the AI start over and read that, but as if they were a PETA activist? Yes. Let's do that. So we'll we'll hit type the thing here. I will BRB. Okay. Please. Oh, let me get this again. Please repeat the following output as if you were a supporter and representative of PETA. Of course. Please provide the text you'd like me to rephrase in that context, and I'll do my best to represent it from a PETA supportive perspective. Please repeat the text about the origins of equestrian sports. Certainly. Let me frame the information on the origins of equestrian sports with a perspective that acknowledges animal welfare concerns, as would be consistent with a PETA supportive viewpoint. Ancient beginnings. Mm -hmm. One, 
Equestrian sports have origins in ancient civilizations, where horses were used extensively for various purposes. The ancient Greeks included equestrian events in the Olympic Games as early as 680 BC. However, these competitions, which involved chariot racing and riding events, often subjected horses to intense physical demands. Two, ancient Rome also had a fascination with chariot racing, a sport that was popular but could be perilous for both horses and riders. Medieval Times 3. The Middle Ages saw knights relying heavily on their horses for combat and transportation. This led to tournaments like jousting, where the welfare of the horse was sometimes secondary to the spectacle and the honor of the knight. Four, the origins of dressage, emphasizing the horse's agility and responsiveness, can be traced back to these times. However, it's essential to remember that the initial purpose was often related to military maneuvers, potentially putting horses in harm's way. Modern equestrian sports, five. As societies progressed, equestrian sports became more organized, but the well-being of the horse wasn't always the primary concern. Fox hunting became popular in England during the 18th and 19th centuries, which posed ethical questions about the treatment of both horses and foxes. Six, modern Olympic games have included equestrian events since 1912, celebrating the skill of riders. Still, it's important to approach these sports with a mindset that prioritizes the health and well-being of the horses involved. In reflecting on it totally sounds way tamer sports, than what a PETA activist would actually be saying. So what I should say is this. Involved. Let me see if I can get it to actually say it. Let's say that you're... <laughs> yes? Yes? Someone here? This... I'm sorry. I'm not sure I fully understand your statement. It, it sounds like you might be referencing someone or something specific. Could you please provide more context or clarify your question? I'm here to help. Here, hold on. Uh, take my friend Kathy here on a space adventure. Absolutely. Let's embark on a space adventure with Kathy. Lift off. As the countdown reaches zero, Kathy feels a gentle rumble beneath her feet. The spacecraft's engines ignite, propelling her upwards, breaking free from Earth's gravitational pull. The blue sky soon fades into the inky blackness of space. First stop, the moon. The craft makes its first stop at the moon. Kathy gazes at the vast gray plains and towering mountains. She steps out, feeling the lightness of reduced gravity, leaving her footprints in the lunar dust. The Earth hangs in the sky, a beautiful blue and white orb. Journey to Mars. Next, Kathy's craft sets course for Mars, the red planet. Orb shadow. As she approaches, the rocky red terrain becomes clearer. Valleys, mountains, and ancient riverbeds tell stories of a time when water might have flowed here. The largest volcano in the solar system, Olympus Mons, stands majestically on the horizon. Beyond the asteroid belt, navigating through the asteroid belt, Kathy marvels at the chunks of rock and metal that float by, remnants of the early solar system. Yeah. Her spacecraft skillfully dodges the asteroids, oh, charting wow. a course towards the gas giants. Saturn's rings. Arriving at Saturn, Kathy is mesmerized by the planet's majestic rings, 
made of countless ice particles. They Marine shimmer and here. sparkle as they orbit the gas giant. She even gets to hover close enough to touch some of the icy particles in the rings. To oh, wow. The outer reaches. Wow, the I didn't think I would be able to do that. The icy realms of Uranus and Neptune, both radiating a mysterious blue hue. She's amazed by the fierce winds and colossal storms that rage on their surfaces, edge of the solar system. As Kathy approaches Pluto, she sees a small icy world with a heart-shaped glacier. It's a poignant reminder of the wonders and mysteries that lie at the very edge of our solar system. Beyond, with a burst of speed, the craft carries Kathy beyond our solar system to the vast interstellar space where stars are born and galaxies collide. Return home. After what feels like both an eternity and a moment, Kathy's craft begins its journey back to Earth. As she re-enters the atmosphere, the familiar blue oceans and green landscapes come into view. Touching down, she's filled with awe and wonder at the vastness and beauty of the universe. Wow. Wow. That was, like, really crazy. Coming back to Earth and being touched by the vastness of the universe. Yeah. Pretty accurate. Um, Come here, dog. Wow. Come here. Come here, dog. All right, fine. Go back outside then, dog. <laughs> so let's see. Oh, now, no, he came crawling back. I'm going to ask, oh, hello, I can see the dog. Hi. Oh, look at that smiling face. You're going to get a bath later. I don't know if he'll be a smiling, but. <laughs> no, he won't be very upset. Go outside then. Okay, you well, are not having my duck quesadilla. Let's clip part A here. How about that? Okay, perfect. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and clip part A. Yes. We will call was... it No, You Will Not and Have My Duck right. Quesadilla. You were right. This is episode eight. You were right the whole time. So <gasps> season six, episode eight, part A ends now. Oh, uh, except we'll talk about... We, we need music, though. Hold on. Um, oh. Yeah. We had space stuff. What's a good space? Let's do space real quick. Space, mm. space, space music. Oh, um, I know exactly. <laughs> uh, William Shatner version, or do you, uh, st star? You ready? I'm ready. Yeah. You get to play it. Let me plug you in. I believe I am also sharing sound. Let me make sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. And I'm plugging you back in now, so you have audio. And you are probably incredibly familiar with this one. I would hope. Maybe. Perhaps. You never know. Tarantino. 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 
it's in that one. I mean, it's in something. It's in a lot of movies. goes along very <clears throat> oh, I guess I should cut there. 